Salvete omnes, welcome to the AP Latin Podcast. The goal of this podcast will be to cover the lines from Caesar's De Bello Gallico and Virgil's Aeneid that are found on the AP Latin curriculum. Each two-part episode will cover a selection of lines from Caesar and Virgil. I will present the Latin and English of the text, providing relevant clarification, background, and cultural information that will help put the readings in their proper context. I encourage you to read along with me as you listen to the Latin and to use the English as a way to check your understanding rather than relying on the English for understanding. Each episode will conclude with some essential questions to consider as you process through the meaning of the text. Parati eamos. AP Latin Podcast, Episode 12a, De Bello Gallico, Book 5, Chapters 28 and 29. In this episode, you will learn that even if most people don't agree with you, the way to win any argument is with fear and yelling. A quick note about the passage before we start the Latin. As with the previous episode, this selection will relate arguments in the indirect statement. While not as long or as complex as Ambiorix's speech to the Roman representatives, this section is not without its own difficulties. Make sure you are taking your time to fully understand what is being argued and from which side. Now on to the Latin. Arpineos et unius quae audierunt ad legatos deferunt. Illi repentina re perturbati, et si ab hoste ea dicebantur, tamen non negligenda existimabant. Maximeque hac re permoebantur, quod civitatem ignobilem atque humilem eberonum, suaspante popolo romano bellum facera ausam, vix erat credendum. Itaque ad concilium rem deferunt magnaque inter eos existit controversia. Lucius Arunculeus complurresque tribuni militum et primorum ordinum centuriones, nihil temera agendum, neque ex hibernis in iusu caesaris discidendum existimabant, quantas vis magnas etiam copias germanorum sustinere posse munitis hibernis docebant. Rem esse testimonio, quod primum hostium impetum multis ultra vulneribus in latis fortissime sustinuerent. Re frumentaria non premi, interia et ex proximis hibernis et a caesare conventura subsidia. Postremo, quid eset levius aut turpius quam auctore hoste de sumis rebus capera concilium. Contra ea titurius sero facturus clamitabat, cum maiores manus hostium adjunctis germanis convenescent, aut cum aliquid calamitatis in proximis hibernis eset aceptum. Brevem consulendi esse occasionem, Caesarem arbitrari profectum in Italiam, neque aliter carnutes interficiendi tasceti concilium fuisse capturos neque eberones, si ille adeset, tanta contemptione nostri ad castra vinturos esse. Non hostem auctorem sed rem spectare, sub esse renum, Magno esse Germanis dolore aerovisti mortem et superiores nostras victorias. Arde regaliam tot contumeliis aceptis sub populi Romani imperium redactam, superiore gloria rei militaris extincta. Postremo quis hoc sibi persuaderet, sine certa rei ambiorigem ad eos modi concilium descendisse, suam sententiam in utramque partem esse tutam, Si nihil eset durius nullo cum periculo ad proximam legionem perventuros. Si Gallia omnis cum Germanis consentiret, unum esse in celeritate positam salutem. Catae quidem atque eorum qui dissentiret concilium quem haberet exitum, 
in quo si prisens periculum non at certe longinqua obsidione fames eset timenda. Arpinaeus and Junius report what they heard to the legati. They, disturbed by the sudden matter, although these things were said by an enemy, nevertheless they were thinking that they must not be neglected, and they were thoroughly moved very greatly by this thing, because that the unknown and lowly tribe of the Eberones, of their own accord, dared to make war on the Roman people, was a thing hardly to be believed. And so they bring the matter to a council, and a great controversy arises among them. Lucius Aurunculeus and very many of the tribunes of the soldiers and the centurions of the first rank were thinking that nothing must be done rashly, and that it must not be departed from winter camp without the orders of Caesar. They were pointing out that even forces of Germans as great as you want were able to be withstood in a fortified winter camp, that their situation was a testimony, because they had very bravely withstood the first attack of the enemy, with very many wounds inflicted on those people beyond that that they were not pressed in regards to the grain situation, that in the meantime, both from the nearest winter camp and from Caesar, aid was going to come. Finally, what is lighter or more shameful than to take a plan about the highest matters from an enemy originator? Against this, Titurius was shouting that they would be doing things too late, when a larger band of enemies had come together after the Germani were joined with them, or when some kind of calamity had been received in the neighboring winter camps that the opportunity for deliberating was brief. Caesar was thought to have departed into Italy, nor otherwise would the Carnutes have formed the plan of killing Tascatius, nor would the Eberones, if he had been present, have come to the camp in such great contempt of us, that he did not look at an enemy but at the situation as the originator, that the death of Ariovistus and our previous victories were of great grief for the Germans, that Gaul burned with so many insults received, having been reduced under the imperium of the Roman people with their previous glory of military matters extinguished. Finally, who would persuade themselves in this without a sure case that Ambiorix had descended to a plan of this sort, that his own opinion was safe on each side, if there was nothing too harsh that they would arrive at the neighboring legion with no danger, if all Gaul was conspiring with the Germani, that their one salvation was placed in Caleritas. Indeed, the plan of Cotta and those who disagreed, what solution does it have? In which, if danger is not present, yet certainly famine by long-drawn-out siege must be feared. Last episode, Ambiorix, in the style of a classically trained Roman orator, had delivered his case to the Roman representatives. They report the information back to the legati, kicking off a big dispute. Cotta tribunes and centurions versus Titurius Sabinus. Cotta argues that they shouldn't do anything too hasty and without orders, that their camp is good to withstand enemy attacks, as evidenced by the fact that they had just withstood an enemy attack, that their grain supply is solid, that help is coming, and that it's stupid to take advice from people that just finished attacking you. Sabinus shouts that there's no time, that everyone hates them and is coming for them, that Caesar is gone, and that they have to move fast, and that his plan is sound. If they leave and nothing happens on the way, then great. If they stay, they're all going to die. While Caesar has Sabinus standing alone in his insistence on leaving, Cotta has others on his side. The tribunes of the soldiers were officers who ranked just below the legati but above the centurions in the military hierarchy. Where the legati were usually patricians, tribunes were often of the equestrian class. Centurions were officers who commanded centuries, groups of 80 men, within a cohort in a legion. In Caesar's army especially, centurions were promoted from within the ranks of legionary soldiers and could climb to higher centurion rank based on displays of bravery and valor in battle. 
gaining different status and responsibilities based on your centurion rank. The very best centurions were promoted to become the primi ordines, the first ranks. These men commanded one of the ten centuries in the first cohort and also took on a staff role, helping with decision-making for the army as we see in this section. Caesar mostly leaves it up to you to figure out whose argument is the correct one, but he gives subtle hints as to whose side he falls on. For example, when describing Cotta and his supporters, he uses the verb existimabant, they were thinking. Contrast this with Sabinus's klamitabat, he was shouting. Through this, you are meant to understand that Kata and his side are using their minds and evidence to arrive at a decision where Sabinus is being ruled by emotion and acting out of fear. Caesar also lets you know what choice he agrees with by the fact that the majority of the camp leadership in the form of the tribunes and the first-ranked centurions sided with Kata. Additionally, Sabinus's argument doesn't hold weight when you consider that the enemy is already outside the gates. His argument also doesn't consider bad things happening on the journey. The two options he presents are leaving and getting to another camp safely, or staying and being besieged and starving to death. He doesn't mention the looming third option, of setting out and being ambushed by the Gauls because the Gauls are lying to them. Caesar was famous for being able to move large armies long distances at great speed. The argument Sabinus makes, that their one salvation is placed in Caleritas, calls this to mind. And Sabinus may be trying to copy a bit of Caesar's style here, with Caesar absent, but we will see that this statement ends up being a bit ironic because, when they decide to leave the camp, they will not do so with any speed at all. So you are meant, as a discerning audience member, to criticize Sabinus's acting out of fear, to be able to poke holes in his argument, and see that his plan is not going to work out well for the Romans. The debate is not done yet, but we can already tell where the slant of the deliberation is leaning, and that it is building up to something big. As we close out the episode, here are some essential questions to consider. How does Caesar alert his audience to the faulty reasoning of Arpinaeus and Junius, and later of Sabinus? How does Caesar insert his own opinion about what choice the camp leadership should make into the narrative? How does this section contrast a logic based on fear with a logic based on analysis of evidence and reason? How does this dispute compare with the dispute between Laocoon and the Trojans about the horse in the Aeneid? Gratias ago pro auscultando, valete. <laughs>